Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving time and are heading towards the end of the year and the holiday season with rather calmness and ideally with little stress as possible. You know, I sometimes do the shows uh, at the end of the year about how to be uh, stress-free during the holidays. But this year, I really wanted to address something that, you know, she says in the intro, some of the most challenging things in our life. Well, one of the most challenging things in our life, I find, is that time is flying by like nothing. It's unbelievable. I mean, this year, I really thought like, okay, I'm going to be very mindful about time and spend it very uh, consciously, just like I would spend money and pay attention and and I think I did a fairly good job, but still, somehow we are at the end of the year and it feels like, you know, we should be maybe a third through. So I don't know what happens. Is time speeding up? Are we just uh, somehow so often busy and in some kind of a go mode that we are just not noticing how it flies by? So I want to today talk about how to make this year that's almost over, it's like 330 or so days in, how to make this year something that you still can savor again. It's like, you know, going back and heating up a soup, second time's much better. And by doing this, maybe also really feel like you're slowing down rather than feeling you have to rush into 2020 you're slowing down and actually are taking stock on this still 2019. But Danielle and I, since almost 20 years, have been doing a, a ritual at the end of the year where we are looking back and we are thinking about the things we're grateful for, the successes we had, the dreams we fulfilled, and things like that. And then we also look forward to the next year and make a list of you know, milestones and dreams and so on that we have then for that coming 12 months. And it's really amazing. It works really well, not only because we celebrate the year so much more, but we also are creating somehow a momentum for that next year. So I can highly recommend that. But since we are going backwards this year and looking back, one of the things I find beyond successes and so on. So important to look at are the things we have learned this year. It's all about learning. I think the purpose of life is learning, learning more about ourselves, learning more about the world, learning more about the interactions with those around us, just, you know, growing, expanding, finding out more what is possible. And there is a a three-step 
process that you may just right now do if you want to. So there are just a list you make, three lists actually. One list you would write down. So what are my accomplishments this year? And accomplishments are, you know, things where you feel like, yeah, I made progress or at the beginning of the year, I wanted to lose weight or at the beginning of the year, I wanted to have a better connection with uh, my sister or at the beginning of the year, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I would finally finish, uh, you know, this blog page I started can be other things, can be just getting your dog to finally have its potty training done. Be creative, see what happened, see what changed, write those accomplishments down, then write down those challenges. Ideally, you find at least 10 challenges that you dealt with and that you overcame, like obstacles. You know, I got this major uh, unexpected bill. I didn't know how to deal with it. And somehow, we were able to do this. I had some health scare. I had maybe, you know, someone in my family got uh, in trouble and we didn't know how to help. Challenges. Challenges and how you or that you overcame them, write that down. And the third one is then those, uh, you know, maybe deeper changes that you have made, you know, where you would say like, yeah, I, I really changed my consumption of the news because I'm sick and tired of always feeling negative afterwards. Or I really changed uh, caring about what my neighbors are thinking and now I'm totally fine going out with a bathrobe and picking up the newspaper uh, on the grass. I mean, whatever changes you have been making, maybe you sold your business, which is a huge change, write those changes down too. And once you have this accomplishments, obstacles, and changes you have made, right next to it, what you have learned about yourself and your, your capacity to be able to reach goals or to handle challenges or to make changes. What have you learned? What were those inner qualities that you were able to tap into? You know, when you're thinking about let's say, for example, changes. I mean, what you could say, what you have learned about yourself, maybe I can be really diligent. Or you can say, I have learned that I have a little inner resistance part, which, you know, in Germany, we call them the swine dog, who just uh, sometimes can say no to anything that we want to do in regards to changes. And I overcame it. And I was able to push through it. And in the accomplishments, maybe there was an enormous amount of creativity or with the obstacles you were feeling, you know, I was actually able to ask for help. And asking for help was always hard for me, but I realized and I learned from this year that help is there when you ask for it. And people are actually showing up when you need them or when you have some vulnerability that you're dealing with. So do this little inventory and really see that this year is not just another one done, maybe you felt like I was mainly an autopilot. I have no idea what happened. Or maybe you're feeling like it was really a hard year and I just want to forget about it. Don't. Because the precious or the most precious commodity we have is time. And just like, you know, you go on a shopping spree and you bring five bags home or 10 bags home, well, you don't just put the bags in the closet and never look what you actually got. You sit down, you unpack, and then you enjoy those little treasures 
that you have uh, been able to purchase. And so same thing, time is precious. And you just go back and really unpack again those 365 days and, and see what you got and see how you learned. Because in the end, in nature, if we don't grow, we wilt, we die. And if we don't learn, I think we become stagnant. And we become stagnant, there is something inside of us that also feels more depressed or more purposeless. And so just feeling that learning is like a fuel that will also carry over to the next year is certainly something that I think is worth spending time with. Now, I'm going to talk about my personal learnings of this year. I just want to share some with you because I think we can always learn from each other. And there are things that I find really made a difference in my life. And I really also noticed that there are some things I learned about our biggest obstacles that, you know, some of them I knew, but I have to certainly see or experience things at least six times before they are sinking in. That may be just me, but I think, you know, some of you also may feel like, oh, now that I heard it for this X amount of time, I get it. I think I should pay attention to that too. I also want to share learnings that I got from empowerment radio guests who actually were uh, giving me these little tidbits of ahas that I then wanted to incorporate into my life. And I want to share from people that already emailed me about their life lessons and learnings for this life. And I would love if you share some of yours, if you can call in 800-930-2819 and just talk a little bit about what you have learned or write into the Facebook live page, either on Transformation Talk Radio or Dr. Friedman Schaub. Make a little note there or also the chat box on Transformation Talk Radio. I would love to hear what were your life lessons? What do you feel you want to share with others? So that maybe we don't have to go through those same experiences you went through that you learned from, and we can avoid that. Well, I'm looking forward to that. We will be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. times do you find yourself saying it was nothing next time someone tells you great job 
you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Uh, life lessons learned this year. And uh, one of that happened for me actually in a cave during a caving tour. First time Danielle and I did that. And uh, yeah, it was a very interesting experience. We didn't think much of it. We just thought, hey, it's uh, the day after my birthday. Let's just go into a cave and explore. And so we went with a guide and a small group. And just at the start of it, felt very relaxed. But when he said, so now we're going to go into the cave, I was looking around. Uh, where is the entrance? And then I saw it. It was like a tiny little hole in that uh, wall that mountain wall. And I thought there is no way that anyone can go into that little hole, literally on the ground. You had to be a little worm to, to make the way in there. But he just kneeled down, poop, gone. He was gone. He just wheeled himself through it and expected us to follow. Well, I was next. And so I did follow and I squeezed myself. I'm six foot, so I'm mean, six foot four. So, you know, he was a little smaller. So I thought, okay, probably these are built for even bigger people. So I may be able to make it. So I squeezed myself through it. And finally, I was in, thinking that once you're in, there will be this cathedral like cave opening and you're just going to see all the beauty. Well, no, I wasn't really. Uh, it wasn't really like that. What it was that it basically, the opening continued to be very small in a tunnel that was about uh, 30 feet long. 
and you had to really crawl through the tunnel and hope that you will not get stuck in it. Now, I'm not really claustrophobic, but that was definitely something where I felt, hmm, I wonder when this will end because I didn't see the guide anymore. It's getting darker and darker because the light from the entrance, of course, got weaker and weaker. I had a lamp, but that didn't really help either. So at some point I was in the middle of it. I felt there was a little voice inside of me that says, no, don't do this. You may get stuck and then you have tons of rock above you and below you and you will never get out of it. Of course, you know, one of those little catastrophizing thoughts that just, you know, want you to bail. And uh, another part of me said, no, you have to move forward. You know, they are waiting for you or the guide is waiting for you. Others are behind you. They want to get through it. So I was literally between a rock and a hard place. And that avoider side of me wanted to go backwards. It really gave me strong arguments of why it would be better just to back out and make an end to it. Well, when I was in that moment, I thankfully had also my inner coach come up. And that part of me said, well, what does it feel like? Yes, once you're out, you're going to have a few moments of instant gratification. But afterwards, you're going to feel really bad because you're the only one. And the other's going to have a great time. Plus, you're letting them down because the guide probably feels also a little split about, you know, having to leave you behind. So there was this other voice that really calmly said, no, you will regret it. Keep on going. And then I remembered another coach who was more a physical fitness coach who said, you can do it. Nothing to it. I love that mantra. It was always when, you know, you're running up the hill and it was a little bit harder. She always said that. And so I pushed myself further and finally I made it. And, and what happened afterwards being through, and I actually got really stuck right before the end of that tunnel. And I had to absolutely push myself and scrape my skin. And, but then I made it. I felt so good, so proud that all the rest of it was easy. We went down like a 100-foot wall. We had to rope ourselves down. We had to swim through uh, you know, an underground lake, which was freezing cold. It was an adventure, which I didn't really know it was until we were in it. But it didn't really matter. There was no avoidance anymore because I was able to break through that initial avoidance tendency. So the, the lesson that I really feel for this year is so important to share is that avoidance becoming a silent killer like a client of mine called it. You know, a client who was not able to go to work, who was not able to drive her car, who was not able to, you know, go to a grocery store or to a farmer's market, a client whose life became smaller and smaller because of that strong inner avoidance that just made her life more and more, well, you could say uncomfortably small. It's certainly not a comfort zone. And her anxiety more and more something that was running every moment of the waking and also sleeping time. So 
avoidance, even though the idea of the attention, uh, intention of the avoidance is to somehow get us out of something that could be dangerous or uncomfortable. In the end, it is something that does create more a sense of powerlessness. And basically, four things happen if you continue to avoid. Now, let me just say, I'm not talking about avoidance of bungee jumping or swimming with sharks or telling your boss what you really think about him. No, those things may be really, you know, good things to not necessarily follow through with. Unless there is really something that you feel strongly about, it needs to be done, like with your boss. But I'm talking about the avoidance of small discomfort. You know, for example, the avoidance of spending time with yourself. How many of us are avoiding being alone? Avoiding just sitting there with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your body. How often do we just, as soon as we come home, either take the TV on or look at our phone or, you know, go on the internet and, and just to not have to feel yourself? That's an example. Or we are avoiding, you know, for example, our finances. You know, we, we somehow know, well, maybe we're running low on funds or maybe. I'm not really sure when I can retire, but we're avoiding the clarity around it. We don't go to the financial advisor and try to figure out what's really going on. Avoiding going to the doctor, same story. Oh, I don't want to know. So things we avoid that are really important to us and that make our lives smaller and us feeling less and less confident in ourselves, four things happen. The first thing is that Whatever we avoid becomes a bigger and bigger issue. It just, you know, becomes that big boulder that blocks you to move forward and you feel more and more stuck. Now, a part of you, that's the second thing that happens, that inner avoider, which I see more like a part of your subconscious mind, a part of your protective team, really sees that, well, I was right. See, I said we should avoid it. And we did avoid it. So I am feeling reinforced in my beliefs that avoidance is the way to go. So that part of you doesn't really have a lot of confidence in your conscious mind, who usually should take the direction or you know be the guide overall where to go. It says, no, I think your conscious mind is basically giving in to me, the avoider, so I'll take over. And then avoidance becomes a habit. And you also notice that you are canceling out more and more aspects of your life. and Your life does become smaller and smaller. And at some point, you identify yourself with simply being an avoider. And that is the toxic effect of avoidance. You know, like I experienced this feeling of, oh, there is an instant gratification when you avoid. It's like almost this... Uh, huge relief that just goes through you and you feel like, oh, I just escaped. And that is a, such a strong feeling that it becomes almost like an addiction that your mind is automatically going through. I want to have more of that feeling of relief, that feeling of, you know, being allowed to get away with it, play hooky. And, and unfortunately, what happens is it makes you weaker and weaker. So what do you do with the avoidance pattern? I mean, you know, how do you get out of it? 
Well, I think we have to really, when we are going into the avoidance, we have to ask ourselves, why don't we want to avoid this situation? What is really important about that, you know, whether it is about, you know, the finances or your health or maybe really getting closer to yourself? Why is it important for me to follow through? And what are the consequences if I do avoid? How will I feel afterwards? How will my life then turn out to be once I avoid? I know I feel like in the moment better, but long term, you know, the avoider is a short term thinker, what's happening long term. And then you are basically starting with small positive steps that gets you out of this avoidance mode with also, you know, really having a good positive self-talk. You know, for me, it was this little mantra, I, you can do it, nothing to it. But, you know, it may be also just a, a little saying of, you know, it's okay, we can do this. As if you're talking to an inner part of you that uh, wants just to be reassured that this is really a safe thing to do and the sky won't fall. And, and that's really important. And I think that's something that I have seen, especially this year, surprisingly, with quite a few clients who were just through this avoidance pattern, not breaking through as fast as they could have. And, and these steps certainly help to really be aware of how avoidance is something that even though it has a, a good intention, it also is something that in the end really just uh, increases the anxiety and decreases your sense of self. And especially that sense of being able to handle life. Now, the another thing that I, in the same context, really have emphasized before, but I felt it several times this year very strongly, which is how important it is to be able to rely on each other and on yourself. You know, just the other day, you know, we have horses and they eat. They eat a lot and they eat, you know, hay. And, and we were at the end of our hay supply. So, you know, I called, I saw this coming. So I called the hay uh, delivery person and I told him, yeah, you know, sorry, we are pretty much out. Please come and, and bring us some bales. And uh, he said, yeah, of course, absolutely. So I called him even on that same day. Hey, can you come uh, before four o'clock? We're going to have some friends over at night. So it would be good if you can come. From yeah, absolutely. No problem. Well, of course, he didn't show up, and there was no hay, and the horses didn't have anything to eat. So I had to scrape the last little rest together and had to give him that. And the next day, I had to ask a friend to borrow me some hay. And, uh, you know, I was disappointed. And I think what happens when you are let down, and this was unfortunately the third time that happened, is that you really lose trust and you really feel like, yeah, this is a nice person. And I'm sure there were some reasons in this case, it was he forgot. But in the end, you just feel, yeah, you cannot trust the person. And it's not about only the relationship to others, where we have to really learn to trust our word or the word that is said. It's really about the relationship with yourself as well. I mean, that is where we are silently undermining our confidence by not following through, 
by talking a big game. Yeah, of course, I'm going to do this. And tomorrow, I'm going to follow through and go to the gym. And tomorrow, I'm going to clean up my desk. And I'm going to make this phone call. And I'm definitely going to visit my parents this year. And nothing happens. And that is, again, where that inner observer of us, who just basically just keeps track on anything we're doing and thinking and feeling, feels we're letting ourselves down. We are not trustworthy. Our word doesn't matter. And that gives us a greater sense of insecurity. I think it's a major reason for anxiety. And it also makes you feel that somehow changes are harder for you because you have subconsciously that sense that since no one is following through, what should be any different this time? So just really think about that avoidance and also being true to your word for this year or the rest of this year and the year coming to really be more mindful about, to not fall in these two major traps that both are only creating more stress and anxiety. When we come back, we're going to talk about other life lessons I've learned and maybe life lessons you can share with us. Stay tuned. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life at 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com.
Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. What are your life lessons that you have learned? A few people have emailed me, as I mentioned, and uh, there's still a chance for you to call in or to just uh, write something into the message box at Facebook Live, Transformation Talk Radio, or Dr. Friedman Schaub, or you can also go to the Transformation Talk Radio chat box. So Jenny says, I have learned to not give up. There are dark days where some sunlight peeks through the cracks, and I realize that things might be still possible. I think that's a really wonderful learning to, even when you struggle, even when you feel like nothing is really changing, to pay attention to those little cracks, to pay attention to those openings that really show you there is light, there is hope, there is possibility, there is a way, and, and holding on to that and trying to more and more look for those moments where you can feel that. And, you know, I have worked with many people that have been feeling just hopeless and dark and uh, after all their quest for for healing and uh, and improvement uh, they almost gave up and and just finding that little self inside that just doesn't give up and that sees that yeah there is a lot of goodness out there and i can actually you know see through the crack that there is a life without depression or without anxiety and there is a self that can actually feel good about oneself and can have trust in oneself and holding on to that and looking for that that's a really really important and uh, and wonderful aspect uh, of our mind so our mind in general is not a mind that is easily giving up it's a mind that is here to either look forward to something it uh, can enjoy or at least wants to make sure that somehow we are safe. And, and again, safety comes also with the trust in being able to deal with life and being able to go through challenging times. So thank you for sharing this. And, and then there is uh, Angela. She said, I decided to spend every morning some time appreciating and even in my most busiest times, this gives me a sense of calm as I enter into the day. And that, I feel, also is a really good habit to have because I, maybe it's just, you know, how our society is uh, or how maybe our culture is more focused on what's not working, what we need to improve, what we don't have, the lack, the flaws. And not really taking in what is great and what is actually a gift and what makes us feel, you know, we are lucky, lucky to be alive, lucky to be in that life, lucky to be surrounded by the people that care about us, lucky to be ourselves. So spending time appreciating a wonderful lesson and a wonderful habit to develop. Daryl says, when I'm scared and hesitant, I say to myself, now it's okay. I love you. And then somehow I can move through it. That's actually also <laughs> something I love because I often feel that, um, you know, when we are scared or doubtful or something, uh, that we either get mad at ourselves or that we are trying just to run away from those feelings and distract ourselves. 
but just really seeing this more as a call to get a little reassurance from ourselves, a call to just remind ourselves, yeah, it may work out or not. These people may like me or not. I may get what I want or not. And I still love myself. I still going to be okay. It's very soothing, very comforting. And it puts things into perspective because at the end, how often do we really identify ourselves with what we think we should be or should be doing or how other people should perceive us? And we really lose touch with the most important relationship, which is the one with ourselves. So this is, I love myself or I love you basically talking to yourself. That's a great reminder of, well, I want to make that relationship my, uh, my centerpiece, my focus. And don't really want to get so distracted by all these with outside noise. That doesn't mean that you don't care about others. But, you know, I talked about this many times before. It just means that you are at peace with yourself. Paul said, uh, I learned how important it is in my family to listen to each other. Too often, I try to quickly intersect and give answers and solutions which only frustrates my wife and kids tremendously. Just listening to each other brought us closer together. That's actually something, a nice lesson, that I also have practiced more with my wife. Uh, we have these stress-relieving conversations which we started to have, which uh, come from the Gottman Institute that is uh, really focusing on making couples happier and uh, uh, more in sync with each other. And, um, and those stress-relieving conversations are basically about being a good listener and just not feeling that you have to already have the answer ready or not feeling that it has to be somehow, well, someone is unhappy that you care about, so my job is now to make them happy. They have a problem. I have to find a solution. And maybe, you know, in 90% of the cases, that's not really what's important. What's important is just to listen and have the feeling that the other person has your back. Maybe that they have the time and the patience to sit with you, even when you're not all shiny and happy, rather miserable, and they still don't leave you. And they still love you. And they still believe in you. So there are ways in this uh, way of listening that you can ask questions or you can maybe just you know go more into the feeling what does this feel or what's the worst that you think can happen or and then at the end you may say is there anything that uh, you would like me to help you with and but the most part is spent with listening and i think that's a quality that we cannot lose and we are on the verge of losing because we are a, very distracted, and B, our intention span gets slower and slower, gets uh, smaller and smaller. So really having that without the phone that, you know, is a major distraction, even at dinners, you know, romantic dinners can really end up with zero eye contact and only contact with your screen. You know, just really learning to put this aside, looking to each other's eyes and listening again. Great lesson and a wonderful habit to establish and, and work on also the coming year. And then there is Ryan who says, I have learned the power of boundaries. 
I did not realize how often I say yes to others, even though I have no time or energy left for myself. Uh, at first, I was afraid that having boundaries will upset others, but now I realize that they respect me and my time more. Boundaries are just wonderful, right? I mean, it's the, like my wife always says, no is a full sentence. And, and I think that's just really a, a sign of self-care. You know, we, I grew up with certainly, you know, the caregiver, peacemaker agenda and, uh, and having boundaries was something that uh, I didn't even know that I was allowed to have, but can be such a sign of self-care and also self-worth if you are telling others and the world, you know what, I need to say no here. I don't really have time for this. Or I know that you want me to, you know, have this or that, uh, you know, get a bigger house, have another baby. I mean, it can be bigger things. And you just say, no, I, I'm not in this space right now. I need to really focus on myself. I need to get better. And that's my boundary. And, you know, I really do believe that a clear boundary can create actually a closer relationship because when you say yes, it doesn't come from a false wanting to please, but it comes really from the, yes, I'm available to you. I'm happy to give this to you because the no has been also as clear and as consistent. So it really you know, changes the dynamic in the relationship. It does increase the respect for each other and gives also the other person the opportunity to have boundaries. It's not just a one-way street. So it's something we can certainly, probably most of us, learn more from. Now, there was one thing I wanted to share, which also was a really wonderful uh, lesson for me. I am a recovering, uh, I would say, control person. I wouldn't say freak, but I definitely... Maybe it's my German heritage, maybe because, why, because I was growing up in a, in a family that, uh, you know, was often chaotic and not in control, or I didn't feel in control. Control became very important, but control just meant for me also that I'm going to do my maximum, no matter what. I'm going to do 150% because I know I can, you know, make a difference or change something or reach a goal and and sometimes you just have to admit that you have also limits and you have to surrender and for me it was about my horse Rimael I talked about her before who two years ago had an accident and I was determined to make her all well again even though she had like a little dislocation of her ligament I knew well this is going to be fine I'm going to do everything I can daily to get her back on track. Well, a year and plus months into it, she injured the other side. And so we just started again, right from scratch, me still moving forward. I can make it happen, nothing to it. And after two years, I had to admit, it's not going to happen. I will not be able to ride her as I used to ride her, just maybe for small outings but nothing big and i had to let go of that desire to get her all well again and i had to let go of this resistance to surrender so finally i surrendered 
And finally, I said, you know, sorry, Rimael, this is just how it's going to be. You're going to have a wonderful semi-retired life and the posture, but uh, we cannot do the same thing we used to do. Well, once I let go, a friend of a friend somehow posted on Facebook that a horse was for sale, a boy and a gelding, young, which I never really had looked for. And my friend showed me that picture and I thought, wow, this is actually an enormously beautiful uh, horse. Uh, I want to meet him. And, you know, so a serendipitous or serendipity brought us together. Gold is his name. And uh, since ever then, he has been with us and the Trupo, and uh, he has been nothing but joyful. He is a wonderful character. He is uh, very smart and really fun to ride, even though he's a total beginner. Everything is new to him, but he wants to really do his best, and he seems to have fun with it. But the best of all of it is that Rimael and Gold actually fell in love with each other. And now they're inseparable. And now they are just, I never saw this with horses, that they can be really affectionate, uh, affectionate and sweet with each other. And, and that's just something in itself that uh, really showed me that once you are surrendering and letting go, something better may actually come your way. And how often do we have this idea and, you know, the head is in charge and we are not looking beyond anything. We are not seeing the obvious. No, you have to just accept and then open up and trust that something else will happen. And, and that is something that certainly this little story with Rimael helped me. Now, there were also uh, my fabulous guests, as you know, every second time I have another uh, guest on the show and uh, this year again it was a, a great group of experts and teachers and authors that I learned so much from and they were really so engaging and fun to listen to. I highly recommend to go back to these shows on uh, my YouTube channel and they're actually there on video so it's uh, Dr. Friedman. Go to YouTube and you can see all my guests and all my shows of guided meditations and uh, webinars and there's over 200 videos on there for you to enjoy and please sign up for it because personally my goal is to get this year over 3,300 signups uh, for the channel so maybe we can make it happen together but anyhow the the three guests I want to mention that I learned from this year uh, and they're of course learnings from everyone else but uh, one was uh, Carla Manley who um, talked about joyful aging or aging joyfully, and that's also the name of one of her books. She talked about this flame of joy that we all are born with and that is inside of all of us. And that this flame is something that doesn't go away. And even if we're feeling serious and depressed and, and miserable and anxious and that joy flame is still there. And, and she talked about that it's, she sees it like a little container, you know, like one of those tea light containers that just gets covered up with the soot of life, you know, the limiting beliefs and those uh, traumas that we haven't dealt with or those projections from other people. And underneath that soot, there's still that same flame. So what we need to do is not to necessarily 
uh, reinvent our ability to have joy, what we need to do is just to uh, wipe off those layers that block our access to this joy. And I think that's not only true for that flame of joy, I think this is also true for the flame of, let's say, our essence, the truth of who we are. Even though we may believe we are not good enough or we may believe that, well, we are only acceptable this way or we may feel like we have to keep on going in a career or in a relationship, even though we know something inside of us says clearly no, that doesn't mean that this is who we are. What we do and what we think and what we feel doesn't necessarily define us. There is something inside our essence that can also be rediscovered by wiping off those layers that obstruct the view and the access to it. And that's really, in, in, in a nutshell, the work I'm doing. This is exactly what I help clients with in order to overcome anxiety or blocks or depression, to really wipe off these layers and rediscover who they are. So it was a wonderful image that uh, Carla really just gave me there to also yeah, be able to see more clearly what this work is all about. Uh, another wonderful guest was Arch Fuston, who talked about how to stress better, how to deal with stress better. And he introduced a three-step process where when you feel stressed, you're not going into running away from it or avoiding it. You're actually just slowing down and you're facing it and you're starting with the first level which is relaxing your body and uh, you know he talks about the reptilian brain that just needs to be calmed down through closing your eyes and breathing and just you know focusing through the breath on relaxing your muscles and relaxing your body and then the second step is going to the limbic system your emotional place and then simply shifting your emotions from whatever negativity you felt to an emotion that's positive you know something you know the treasure box we all have the treasure box of oh yeah that was a joyful moment or that's when i celebrated maybe an accomplishment or this felt like really peaceful or grateful and so you just tap into emotions that you know are also in your repertoire and therefore you're shifting the awareness of your limbic system away from the stress to that positive emotion. And we really can feel the shift when we are shifting into this positive emotion. And then you go to the third step. It's all the, the front lobe, the conscious mind. And there you are revisiting now with a calmer physical body and calmer emotions, uh, that situation that stressed you out, and you can reframe it. You can counterbalance a negative thought. You can see it in a different light and a different perspective. And that is a really wonderful three-step process that also, I feel, makes it easy for us to no longer be worried about stress, but seeing it more as an opportunity to be able to de-stress physically and emotionally, and then as an even greater opportunity to reshape and reframe how we see the world and how we see ourselves. Because a lot of the stress we are feeling is not really about the situation. It's just how we approach it and how we see ourselves in the midst of it and what we are making up about it in regards to whether this could create danger or discomfort 
or not. That was a wonderful show as well. And then there was the connecting uh, to the heart. It was Lee McCormick with the reconnecting to your heart guidebook and uh, or heart reconnection guidebook. And, and he had this wonderful process uh, of really going back into your heart and shifting your focus away from the distractions and just visualizing yourself sitting by a tree, breathing, going into, you know, just a scenario that you know, well, this is one of my favorite places in nature. Maybe you see somewhere by the side your uh, younger self playing uh, in the grass, maybe with a little puppy. So you create this very peaceful inner imagery and then you connect to your heart. And that, you know, that heart, that wisdom, that what really knows who you are, I just talked about the essence, is always available to us. We just don't listen to it and we are not really tuning into it. Now, this is where I feel what I talked about avoidance, where I talked about, you know, being more open to letting go and letting something new in i think my heart probably knew all those things but if we don't listen to it it doesn't really have a chance to communicate them to us so that guided meditation that's also in the radio show that you can revisit on my youtube channel is something like a daily practice that can get you back into the rhythm of your heart and you know, just recently I had a client, her lesson was that when she is reconnecting to her heart, her whole rhythm of life is changing. The way she approaches life, the way she goes through it is so much more meaningful and purposeful. And all that inner noise of, oh, I should do it faster. Why do I always have to do it? It's complicated. I should be doing more. I should be further ahead completely disappears it's almost like by reconnecting with her heart she sees that everything that she does has meaning has purpose it's like touching everything with love and illuminating activating with that touch everything to a higher place and that's with the food she was cooking or when she was writing an article or when she was talking to her children that slower rhythm and coming from the heart and coming from love, it made her life so much more joyful and fulfilling because that inner little slave driver that says faster, more, higher, completely disappeared. It is like in that moment, I think we are in touch with our true nature, having found our real rhythm and also I think found that our energy and when we are really connected to who we are matters more than what we are specifically doing because that energy is that what makes a difference. Well, I could talk more and more about these uh, amazing uh, life lessons that I learned from others and that you have been sharing. So unfortunately, we are already at the end. But again, if you want to just uh, connect and uh, maybe find out more about the work I'm doing, go to drfriedman.com and uh, also re-watch the show if uh, you would like to or share them with someone else on my YouTube channel, Dr. Friedman.
Until next time, make sure that you continue to learn about all the wonderful lessons that life brings you and therefore continue to grow and continue to expand into your true self. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.